Hello, educators and friends of educators. Welcome to the After School Talk podcast, where we discuss hot button issues in education and search for possible solutions. A podcast for educators by educators. This podcast is sponsored by The Right Effect. That's R-I-T-E Effect. The Right Effect provides an educational approach with a twist. At The Right Effect, educators learn how to use interventions implemented through school-based extracurricular activities to promote school belonging, academic motivation, and positive school culture. Check out The Right Effect at www.therighteffect.com. Again, that's www.therighteffect.com. And follow them on Instagram at The Right, right Effect. I'm your host, Dr. Dukes, and I'm joined by my co-host and fellow educator, Mr. Dukes. Not only are we married, but we also have a combined 15 years of experience in education. We want to say thank you for listening and please subscribe to our podcast, The After School Talk. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to another episode of After School Talk. And you are? Huh? What's your name? Oh, <laughs> Dr. Dukes. And I'm Mr. Melvin Dukes. <sighs> small talk time. What are we talking about today? The fact that I can um, hear the smile in your voice. Well, that's good or bad? That's great. Okay. That good. means you're smiling because you're married to me. What? Mm-hmm. What? What? That's what it is. I mean, yeah, I mean, I am happy that I'm married to you, but that ain't necessarily why I'm smiling right now. Well, I'm smiling because... <laughs> I just skipped all over your smile. Right. Exactly. Um, in the small talk, we were talking about like what 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 will our small talk be? Excuse me as I get tongue tied, but um, for some reason, I just wanted to give a shout out to people on Twitter. Um, on my Twitter, um, Doctor S Dukes or Doctor Sharon Dukes, what is it? Yeah, Doctor S Dukes, um, Doctor Sharon Dukes. I t- talk to a lot of teachers, and I find myself honestly talking to them before i even get to work or throughout the day and one person i can't remember who it was was saying how twitter has become more of a tool for professional development than the actual professional development that the office offers so from oh goodness um dr jack manil at winston-salem state to um dr regina bradley at kennesaw um Devin, I don't know how old Devin is, but I just feel like he's my little brother in teacher land. Um, uh, also, George, that's in Mississippi. There's so many. I'm just scrolling through and looking at different people who I talk to. And they're just like normal people. Jasmine, that went to high school with us. I talk to Jasmine on Twitter all the time. But oh, yeah. it's it's where there is a space. And of course, Dr. Brad Johnson. We all follow Dr. Brad Johnson. He's the best. I love how he will... Not only will he talk to you on Twitter, but even DM you, send you different things. Like, he's not one of those, uh, what you'll see on Twitter, they call edu celebrities, where it's, you're an educator and you're such a celebrity because you post pictures of you jumping on your desk and nobody can talk to you because you're the best educator alive. Don't it's, talk about teachers that jump on their desk. We'll have that discussion for another day because you know I would love to have a Ron Clark conversation. It won't be with me, though. Oh, yes, it will. Whatever. We'll, we'll try to stay married and not get divorced during <laughs> it, but... Um, I appreciate that the people on Twitter. Oh, and the staff room podcast does. We <laughs> we we definitely um talk every day. And, and if I'm posting the episode, they're like, "What is it about? Tell us. Can't wait to listen to it." And they repost and they share everything. And I love listening to their episodes. Not even listening. I love watching them on Twitter because they'll post little short, quick videos of them preparing for the tweet, and I mean for the podcast. And they are hilarious. They are hilarious. So it's good to just have a network of people where you feel there's no animosity or challenges. It's just people on there communicating and finding a safe space in social media. Well, that's good. I've fallen off of uh, a Twitter for uh, in a while. No, I've fallen off of Twitter lately. Um, not posting, not right. communicating, nothing like that. So, um, matter of fact, just. All social medias, I guess. Um, I don't do a whole lot of posting anyway, but Mm-mm. but yeah, I, I de- when I do get on, I definitely see uh um the people that you follow, the education and stuff like that. Um, and they do seem like great people. They are. They really are. And I like yep, the fact yep. that we all uplift each other. And that oh, yeah. um one thing that I'm really paying attention to right now is this push to 
stop guilting teachers into and not just teachers because one thing I, one thing i'm pushing for on twitter is to stop um referring to the school system as principal teachers there are a million other positions <laughs> in the world of education so it's not just the teacher and the principal so stop guilting educators into um being in a stressful or toxic environment for the children it's for the kids everything for the kids and people now are like no if, if it's a bad working environment or if i'm being um pressured into things that's going against my um integrity no it does not matter if you if you want to think about the kids and change the work environment yeah absolutely and it's funny that you even say that um the school is more than teaching principal because it kind of goes into what we're talking about today um which is getting getting the uh nitty-gritty as to what your title entailed and what your job description was and what it was it was your (laughs) your position was originally for and then what you turned it into made it and kind of almost forced other schools to look at your position and say, hey, we need a Sharon at our school. We need a Dr. Sharon Deuce at our school. And <laughs> we need some of this going on over here. And <laughs> even to the point, you got a couple school fighting over you. Like, uh, you know she's coming over to our school, right? <laughs> By next year, well, she's going to be with us. But, um, but yeah, that that's a great, great segue into Big what boy. we're talking about today. Um, so I guess let's go ahead and get right on into it. Today we are actually talking about, like I said, um, uh, Dr. Sharon Dukes' title, job description, how it got started, what she did in that position, and then how it kind of had a shift at some point, um, which I guess is it safe to say led to you applying to grad school to get your doctorate and, and going into that? Is that something safe to say? I would say led to me not only going to grad school, but getting out of Richmond County. I hear that. Mm-hmm. I hear that. <laughs> um, but anyway, let's go ahead and get right into it. Questions for Dr. Sharon Dukes. The first one is, um, what was your title and job description? Like, what, what do they want you to do? When you originally applied for this position, you saw the title intervention specialist, right? No. Oh, that's right. It wasn't even intervention special when you first applied. Right. Um, what was the title, first of all? So, just a little background. I was um, working as an admissions counselor, and I recognized that in my hometown, the students were struggling as far as college preparation. So, there were times I would get questions about whether they could major in lawn mowing at the university, um, whether they can major in food. Not culinary arts. It was just y'all. I can I can do food. So I I realized they didn't quite know how to interact with the admissions counselor. So that led into me talking to the superintendent at that time about possible initiatives we could have with the school system. And you talked to the superintendent. Yes, I made an appointment to meet with the superintendent. Like I I'm being honest. I was (laughs) I was really embarrassed whenever I go to schools because. Other recruiters and counselors would be there from other universities and would adamantly say, oh, we don't come here but to recruit at the college fair, the big college fair in the James Brown Arena once a year. And we don't come back after that because it was just pointless to them to to spend money for somebody to come sit here and answer questions that were ridiculous. Right. So in talking to him, I actually. uh came up with some ideas some things we wanted to start to but i met up with a principal at a we were doing the african-american male initiative no it wasn't we were doing the top two students from each school honoring them on our campus and he came with these students from his high school and i was talking to him about meeting with um, the superintendent and that just led us into a conversation about he had a position as a graduation coach and I was like, I don't know what that is, but <laughs> let me look into it. So originally, I applied to be a graduation coach for the school system. That's right. I I forgot all about that title. Uh, we've been saying independent specialist for the last couple of years. That yes. I forgot all about the original title of graduation coach. Which is... Uh, a- I, don't get me started on the title. I think the intervention specialist, the parent facilitator, family service coordinator, academic support specialist, um, graduation coaches are all titles that should not be within the school system because mm-hmm. it doesn't make sense to the student or the parent, right? Or yeah. the person, or the people in the building. It's like, so what you you a graduation? You, you coaching people to graduate? What what you do? Right. I mean, because <laughs> essentially everybody should be doing that yeah everybody's a graduation coach yeah coaching them quote unquote to graduation like that should be the goal for every 
person from from you know from the custodian all the way up to the principal. Everybody right. from the person in the kitchen. Like I want you to eat a healthy meal so you can make it through the day and and graduate at some point graduate. Yeah. <laughs> right. Um. So so yeah, that was your title, graduation mm-hmm. coach. And what did you what did they actually want you to do as the graduation coach? So the job description was to work with at risk students. When you say at risk, you mean like. I went to jail. I got a baby on the way. Yeah, so there were, um, I guess you would say, characteristics of an at-risk student, such as um, uh, low socioeconomic background or, you know, been arrested before, high behavior issues, teen pregnancy, all those kind of things. However, okay, hold on, let me finish this. And so I was to work with those students, and at that time we had the, uh, the graduation test that was for Georgia where... A student had to pass the, what was it, five areas, writing, English, math, math science, social studies, so and science, yeah. right? So you had to pass those five areas in order to graduate. Right. So for those of for our friends in Canada with this, <laughs> um, the staff room and the people who listen in our, in our state at that time, even if you made straight A's, if you did not pass that graduation test, you could not graduate. So I was also supposed to find some type of academic support for students who had not passed that test and then... Literally, the job description says to help remove barriers to graduation for at-risk students. Mm-hmm. Now, when I interviewed for the job, this is where my first uh, aha moment happened was the assistant principal at the time said to me, um, I know the job description says at-risk student. She said all of our students are at-risk. Right. All right. Big, big light bulb goes off because what happens is when you target a group of students and say we're going to work with the at-risk students you tend what you should be doing is building a relationship with that group of students so that you can work with them you just don't walk up to the girl who had a baby and go you had a baby so we supposed to help you right (laughs) that doesn't that doesn't add up so you build a relationship with them see find out about them and their life and ways that you can help and assist so that school is um a more successful place for them but what what happens is at any point another kid can end up on that list Right. because of something it mm-hmm. could be a parent died or um i had one student he was great 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 excelled in everything and then his mother became terminally ill and his father lost his job mm-hmm. so now he's on that list because of of that but what if i had not built a relationship with him earlier so right. the whole but the whole i say that to say the whole job description was supposed to help students remove barriers to graduation and help the students who were failing who, who had failed um a graduation test so basically, it was like those that are kind of like not on the quote unquote right path to graduate. You right. jump in and save them. Right, save them. Throw them a life jacket. Mm-hmm. Throw, them a, throw them a life vest. <laughs> throw them a flotation device. Right, and figuratively, figuratively, that's what you're saying. Mm-hmm. But they didn't know how to translate that into a into actual action. A- actual action, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so you, I'm you definitely got the job. <laughs> Yay! Um, so <laughs> you know what the job description is. You know your target audience quote unquote um mm-hmm. you got the job description and all the kind of stuff so what did you do what did you hit the ground run i'm guessing you hit the ground running but what did you actually start to do what was your day-to-day uh you know what what, what did you do day-to-day what what did you do with it i can honestly say for probably about the first um three weeks maybe nobody knew what to do with me i bet <laughs> you got this uh you know, made up title with the made up job description, um, <laughs> which somebody had already previously served in my position before, and had and he he had done things absolutely. So they knew, like, kind of. But the best way to explain it to you is, man, bump all that. But like, let's tell the truth. They really didn't know what to do with me. Right. So I had a table that they put for me in a conference room with a laptop. Mm-hmm. So for about two weeks, it was I was just sitting in there looking at data, right? Because it was. Ooh, we don't know what to, you know, we don't know what you, what exactly you should do. So then it turned into what the past person used to do was what we call pullouts. Mm-hmm. So during your elective courses, we would come and pull you out of your elective course if you're in PE, take you down to a teacher in whatever subject area you you failed the graduation test in, and hopefully through sitting through a, either a tutoring session with them or sitting through a class with them, you would get some type of supplemental instruction, and then do better on a graduation test mm, magically right so well i guess you said magically so here comes the the issue with that though was 
now I became the lady who was taking away the fun. Yeah, because if you come get me out of PE, I got a problem. Right, 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 right. If you come get me out of art class, it's an issue. So if I come and get them, they're literally trying to run away from me, hide from me, don't want to come with me to whatever classes. Then the teachers, I felt bad for them because the schedule started to turn into them losing their planning period. Because, for example, you was one of those people. <laughs> but we, we ended up switching up how yours worked, which if we talk about that today, we can. But um, the, the students were going and being sent to a teacher during their planning period. So now teachers are running away from me because it's... I'm trying to plan and you want me to lose my planning time to work with a student on a graduation test and I'm trying to get ready for the next class and it was just oh miserable. Nah, you definitely right about that cuz um I'm thinking from the child's perspective and as the uh the teacher um you know I in high school I absolutely love my PE class so if I was one of them kids that was failing or had some kind of issue like you said you'd be taking me out of my PE class or you know whatever all any of my elective um, and now I got to go do some schoolwork when that's the only time of day outside of lunch, um, that I, I got a whole period to kind of relax and <laughs> take my mind off actual schoolwork and do all kind of studying and homework and mm-hmm. stuff like that. So if you come in and take me up out of that, I'm going to have a problem with it. Right. But then, like you say, the other side is us as the teacher, this the one class period during the day Ooh. that I have to myself. So I thought. And now I got a classroom full or, or a classroom of one. Either way, I don't have my, my planning period. Yeah, so yeah. it is definitely an issue. Um, So you you saw these things happening. You saw them being a problem. Um, mm-hmm. So where where did that lead you to go next? Or what were you thinking when you saw that kind of that kind of issue? Because I'm sure that it, it wasn't nothing that you wanted to deal with. Every day, like you say, kids run away from you, teachers run away from you. You got to find this one. You got to find that Every one. day. And the school wasn't small. So it was, <laughs> I'm taking these, you know, you know, we used to call the front hallway to school the mile. Because yeah. it literally was like a mile long, that front hallway. Right. So I'm having to go from my office, walk all the way down to the gym, try to find the student. The coaches, he hiding in here somewhere. He saw you coming and took off and then get you to the classroom. By the time I get you to the classroom, the teacher gets situated with trying to teach you something. The bell about to ring. The time to go to the next class. And you didn't learn anything. This is a waste of time. It's, right. it's the way the student feeling and I'm feeling. So... We tried to work out better systems where the student would um, oh, really get, like, let's figure out, let's look at their tests and really figure out what areas they were weak in and then get with you guys ahead of time so you can create a little worksheet or something for them to do. And whether the first day it was just do the worksheet, I'm not even going to look at it. I don't even want to see, you know, don't don't feel like I'm judging you as a teacher. Just do what you got to do. And then the next day I'm going to go through and help you with the problems and help you with whatever. Let's do that. Some teachers set up these PowerPoints. Um... We, we set up with one girl who did an excellent job on the session. So she was teaching the lesson. So when she had gym or PE or even on Saturday school, because we had Saturday school, they would come and she would go through the PowerPoint with the students that the teacher had created with her to help them with the things. So we came up with other things. But the problem I started realizing, too, was typically the, the group of students I had, um, majority of them were not interested in school. Like, I just don't want to be here. This I, it doesn't I, P, yes of course i'm upset you taking me out of pe or art and because it is my social time that's the only time i rather want i really want to be in this building anyway right i don't want to be here period so now we're going to the shift of these kids are bored out of their mind <laughs> like day in and day out day in and day out they are not in anything and me coming from a place where i was heavily involved in high school heavily involved in college i couldn't believe that you had kids that were at school that went to school and went home Yep, that was it. And, well, and hold on, wait. Went to school, went home, and failed classes. Because mm-hmm. see, at, at our high school, you went home. If you were the student who went home and went to school, you typically was the 400 kid. You right. was, you were that focused on your academics. Not, no, I'm just chilling. I'm just going to see how long they'll let me stay here before they kick me out. Right. So, I guess in that regards is when the shift happened. Right? Mm, okay. I'm saying right to you. Like you <laughs> how do I say? you like, oh, okay. okay. Um, I... I then wanted to see something different. And uh, I would say the next aha moment. So we're going from all these students that are at risk to the next aha moment was going on a senior class trip. Mm-hmm. 
Mmm. Y'all remember when I was in class trail? Yeah, that was fun. I swear I was never going on another trip, but it that was, fun. was, fun, it was fun, fun. It was the best. We took the class of 2012 to um Florida. Shout out to the class 2012 across Green High School. Oh my goodness. Hey. They got uh Tabitha. We tried to talk about me because I was shouting out the class 2016. 2012 does have a special place in my heart because they're the only class I ever did an overnight trip with in my life. So they yeah. were special. But I remember um one, we took busloads of students from different schools, right? Yeah, yeah. And we all get down to Florida and our wonderful advisor, um, Miss Reynolds, had us going like all day. We sure was. All day. It was Morning, wake up 6 a.m. Now yeah. we're going here, going here, going here. And you weren't getting back to bed till 3 a.m. So the kids, you didn't even have the energy to right, go right, <laughs> to, right. to sneak out or do whatever, yeah. right? So I remember we went to uh what's the wet and wild and that's what it's called wet and wild, wet and yeah. wild. in orlando so we're in orlando florida wet and wild now keep in mind i'm so tired that i fall asleep by the side of the pool knocked out yep. and i remember two students sitting next to me and i woke up and they just looking at me like you okay and i, I was like i am tired then we've been going all weekend right so when i woke up they the kids were in the pool y'all were in the pool and you were in the pool with them yeah and the different schools were doing their school chants. Right. It was like a competition. We're going to do our chant, da 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 And the next school say, blah, 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 blah. And I remember all the kids looking at you and going, Mr. Deuce, what's our chant? <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. And we died because we realized we don't have a school chant. Right. We don't, we don't know. And that just blew my mind. Yeah. Something so small. Like you said, other schools had a school chant going on. <laughs> Mark B. <laughs> Mark B was like, uh, Mr. Dude, <laughs> we don't have a school chant. <laughs> What's our chant? <laughs> and right then and there, he started to make up something, but it wasn't catching on. It was right, not catching right. on. It was like, oh, we all. don't know what to say. Right then, the way it was like y'all needed practice before y'all went back in the pool. Like, let's go practice first. But yep. they, the kids didn't know. And so we talked about it. Like when we uh when we went to go get lunch and everything, we were talking about the fact that the school had only been around maybe ten years at that point. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, Cross Creek started in what two thousand two, two thousand three. Yeah, I think like their first so class they, was two thousand two thousand something like that. Anyway, first class might have been yeah, or maybe two thousand. The point is, the point is they were yeah yeah right. they weren't around too long at all. So that that at all. that led into um. The combination of the kids not really having uh, many things to participate in extracurricular to the school culture, not really knowing what's the brand, what's the look, what's the school chant, what do we do at games, what are our traditions. Right. That, traditions, that, yeah. Right, yeah, yeah. right. That next school year, it was, boom, this is what I want to do. Because I came in mid-year. Mm-hmm. So for that for that semester, and, and I think senior trip was the end of the school year. Right. So for that that semester, I saw enough to say, okay, what we got to do is a culture shift, not really knowing that's what I was doing at the time. Right. But what we got to do is a culture shift and kind of aim towards what does the branding of this school look like and how do we offer things for students to keep them interested in the school so that I can keep them more motivated academically. Right. So if I get to be a part of this, because um, I looked at it, it's just the same way Aaron Johnson. I really did good at Johnson because I like Spirit Week. And in order for me to keep doing Spirit Week, my mama said my grades had to be good. Right. So I was trying to find that same type of connection for students, and that that was a part of that shift. Alright, so it definitely looks like your shift, your shift came right during that, that senior, uh, yeah, senior, trip. senior trip. Um, And then I guess it kind of went over into the summer of you thinking about what you wanted to do differently, and, and then the new year started. The new year started. But wait, before how much time we got left in this first half? Uh, we well, good? yeah, we I can go ahead and put an ad in. All right, well let's take a break for an ad. Hit them with it. <laughs> wait, I gotta find it. We got so excited talking about the topic. We almost missed our. I know. We supposed to have our um, segue in there, <laughs> but um, we're gonna take a break to tell you about nostalgia. We have several educators, but it's particularly African American educators who listen to the podcast, and we want to take a moment to tell them about nostalgia. Nostalgia. Its goal is to offer contemporary styles infused with black culture, enlightening those who don't know and uplifting those who do, incorporating things such as historic black colleges and universities or our favorite throwback sitcoms. It is clear that nostalgia was sent here from the past to brighten our future. Think of it like this. Nostalgia is a deep 
breath of fresh air. It is the confidence you feel wearing a shirt that means more than clothing. Head over to Nostalgia.com. That's N-S-T-Y-L-E-G-I-A.com. And type in the code EDUCATOR to get 20% off your next order. So if you go to Nostalgia.com, um, right now I think we have shirts that are... Um, the Hillman College from a different world, quotes from a different world. We have some Thanksgiving special shirts. We have um, all kinds of stuff. So go over there and check them out. Yep, yep. Yep, yep. Okay, back to the topic. All right. So now we get back into this, uh, into our topic of the day, just asking Dr. Dukes about, you know, what her title was when she first started working in the school system and how it transitioned to her feeling like, oh, I need to go get a doctor because, um, this, I'm, I'm about to shake some things up. <laughs> I'm about to shake some things up. So, uh, first thing we talked about was your title, which was um, a graduation coach. Right. And then we talked about your description and the job description, which was basically to work with students that were at risk or in danger of failing and not, not about to graduate. Mm-hmm. Um, and you kind of realizing that, you know what? This could be anybody at any given time. Right. Um, and then we talked about what you did with it. And you kind of, like I said, looking at the fact that this could be any student at any given time and, and kind of figuring out how you would work with them because there was no set path yeah, for yeah. it. Um, it was very flexible. Very flexible. Say. Very flexible because nobody really knew what to do. <laughs> and then you had your the shift in your job when you went to the senior trip and realized there are no traditions. Um, for this particular school, and and it kind of made you, I guess, think about what you did when you were in high school, um, and in college, and how you were so active, and and you just knew how certain things should go, uh, for a student, uh, right. at a particular school. So now we're getting into, um, you know, once this shift happened, what did you do about it? Like I say, the shift happened towards the end of the year, um, so of course you can't do too much. At the end of the year. Right. So you had some time to think about it over the summer and then you came back to the school. What what did that new new energy look like for you um when you came back to the school? Well, I think two things. Um also within that moment that year before I had a student get arrested. So mm-hmm. that was my first moment of helplessness mm-hmm. where you're trying to help a student and um they do something that you're just devastated because now the game has changed. There's an officer here to put you in handcuffs and I, there's nothing I can do. So, so we have the at risk students quote unquote, but there are still other at risk. Right. You have the, we don't have any traditions and then, um, or a strong sense of tradition. And then the, um, uh, extracurricular activities, right? Mm-hmm. So it just so happened. So all of this, I'm thinking about it, but I really didn't have a plan at all. <laughs> we get back from the school year, and the administrator that was over homecoming um, gets promoted to getting uh, becoming a principal. Okay. So the, our principal comes to me and says, "You know, would you help out with homecoming?" Boom, boom. That was the that was the kick right there. Okay. So now I'm going into. Uh, where I'm now pulling my student affairs uh, talents talents and <laughs> skills um, from behind me and bringing them forward. Right. So this is, and I'm getting excited about talking about this. So many times in this county, I would have people who would be in upper positions that would say, oh, you're doing a great job. I've heard you do wonderful things. And I want to say to them so bad, shut up. Like mm-hmm. That's just what I want to say because I know you don't know what I do. You really don't know what I do. You just hear that something... Something is happening. Something is happening, and yeah. I can, and you can sense when somebody's kind of just pacifying you. Just oh, we hear that you did. Oh, oh. <laughs> okay. What? So tell me, give me the last five initiatives I did, then, mm-hmm. or give me one that I did. So that was just a little throw that out there. But go back to what we were doing. So here <laughs> we go. So this is what I decided to do. Um, one, I wanted to make sure that we find out everything we need to know about all of the current clubs and organizations we had at our school. So now you're really about to shake some stuff up. Oh, it was, it, yeah, we're about to flip this whole ship. All right. So <clears throat> we go and see that, for example, the club with the most members is the sign language club. Oh, that's good. Right. So we get in there and realize they, the sign language club meets in the cafeteria. So on club day, it was just a bunch of kids going down to the cafeteria. So the lady really had maybe 10 kids that were paying attention to her and listening to her and about 50 sitting on the other side of the cafeteria just wilding out because they didn't want to sit in the classroom while club day was going on, right? So then you start to realize, okay, we got the chess club and the intramural basketball and 
I don't know, Pokemon Club. We kind of find out those clubs were all advised by people who are retired and don't even work here no more. Okay. Right. So we don't even know what we really offer on this campus. So we, um, I sat down and I decided to construct a registration form. So every club, I don't care if you're here now or you, uh, you claim to be, you got to fill out this form so that we can update our website so that students can go here and see what they want to join. Right. Then you also can use this registration form as a student or a teacher to start a new club. Right. So now we have a actual registration process and a almost um, protocol for the clubs and organizations, right? So then the next shift is we got to make sure that club day, which we were doing once a week, ran smooth and smoothly so that the people who are running clubs could actually get in there and do what they got to do, feel like it was worth it. And then the teachers also had a plan for the ones who were staying behind in a, in a class. So we got that running. Then for homecoming, that's when we started the whole shift of we need a crew of students, which in the higher ed, we would call them the programming board that did the things that were the traditions of the school. So now we're going to go away. We're decorating the hallway. Um, we're doing the parade outside in the school. Like what, whatever the initiative was or the tradition that we want to start, we had a crew of students that would do that. But I had these students to serve double duty because they also were the ones who were going to help the student, the freshman with the freshman transition. So when you're coming in as a freshman, you can meet with these students to help you give you a tour of the school to be like a peer mentor and all those kind of things. So in that first year, we done slapped all this in there, right? Now, the other thing is that you got to remember, this doesn't get slapped on without having a sense of organization. I was just, about, I was just thinking, it sounds like you're putting everything in order. Um, right. Like just taking stuff that's just been randomly placed like that into the world and putting it in order for mm -hmm. the school. Because <clears throat> sometimes people will think, oh, I'm going to get a group of kids together and they're going to serve as peer mentors and da 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 Have you trained them on everything? They got to be trained on everything. So we were getting up and doing Saturday morning trainings on everything from creating school traditions, knowing the school alma mater, knowing the school mission statement, um, the uniforms they would have to wear, different activities. It is drilled down to you got to know every little piece of this because you are the 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 most important organization at the school. And then from there, you got to know all the other extracurricular activities we offer in the building because you're going to be encouraging students to join those things. Right. Right. So those are, I would say, the first big push. And then lastly was getting the mentoring program together because my at-risk students, I needed them to already be start getting pulled into this organization. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. So I would say organizing your extracurricular activities, then setting up a club that was in charge of ma maintaining the programming parts of it. And then um, mentoring programs on the... Um, the tail end of it to uh, catch those students that needed some extra help so that they can eventually become the student that's a part of the, um, oh goodness, a part of your programming committee. There you go. Um, so even with the, the, the different clubs and organizations that you, that you created, aside from just putting everything in order, um, the ones you created were intentional to oh yeah, kind of helping the school culture and helping the environment. Um, and just putting the other things into place. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to tell you this, I think, and it was intentional too for me to be able to highlight those teachers who were already putting in the groundwork but weren't being recognized for it. Because mm -hmm. we had teachers who FFA with Miss Highfield. Woo! Like that was if the level of in, intention and care and um, processes and procedures um knowledge of what the club should be doing going to competitions just just the time commitment of it was something that you wanted other clubs to aspire to be right like you should be where when we say we need your club here for da 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 those kids would come dress ready handle the whole show by themselves all she had to do was you know step back and watch right clean up everything after themselves and say all right thank you all right we're going home now that's what you wanted you wanted to build that capacity to where our clubs and organizations run the same way collegiate organizations absolutely run. and two other two other organizations I, I really remember from uh from cross creek that kind of held themselves to the same kind of standard uh was skills usa with uh uh was it miss williams miss williams, williams yeah. and um and jdg even though jdg oh, wasn't JDG. wasn't necessarily a part of i guess richmond county school system you know the board of education stuff like that JG was a program, Jobs for Georgia, Georgia graduates, graduates. Um, was a program that came into the schools 
and and kind of had their own thing going on. But if you need them to do something, they were doing it. Um, if they were focusing on whatever competition they were getting ready for, they was getting ready for it. You know, and really competing on the level where they was placing first, second, third in the state and moving on to national. And the same thing with Skills USA. Them kids actually came back with some award that you would be proud of. Mm-hmm. Um, so like you say, definitely these were some of the organizations that that you you kind of wanted other organizations to be like like mimic just a little bit from what they're doing mm-hmm. as far as their uh professionalism i will say um and i guess just keeping track and keeping order and keeping student interest yeah keep it definitely keeping like student the interest students would what stay doing. in these organizations for the four years they was in school or for once they started they were going to stick with it and if somebody right. fell off it was like a wait what wait a minute how what's going because that that would be our that was our trigger Right. If you're not coming to meetings anymore, something's wrong because this is the thing I know you like to do. So we would know to check in with the student and and help how we could help. So um, at at this point, you definitely starting to make a change in the the school, the culture of the school, and stuff like that. Did you ever feel like this was something that other schools needed to do, should do, would be wise for them to do? Like, did you ever want to spread this outside of just Cross Creek? Oh. I think I did once the grant money ran out is when it oh, really okay. clicked because, um, you know, you, you kind of walking and, and figuring things out as you go. So I didn't have time to really look and see what was around. But then once the grant failed, I knew without a shadow of a doubt, if I leave this about to leave, like this right. is because where, who else got the time? Not that right. you don't have the capabilities, right. but you don't have the time. And, a lot of the problems with the school is manpower. Right. Not, I, that's why I hate when you come in and y'all want to bring some fancy books and a note, uh, uh, the tablets and the computers. We need manpower. Mm-hmm. We need enough teachers where I can have a class of 20 and not 35. Right. We need enough people where somebody can run these extracurricular activities and put in- emphasis into it that students are actually going to be interested and we can collect data and find out things, not just... Oh, Mr. Dude, you look like you know how Coach Track going to put on the student Coach Track. No, look, Come on, let's really think about what's what works best for the student that we can be making an impact. And th- and that's when it was that's when it became for me something where I was like, if every school could do this, we could be having things like the colleges do. I want you to think about when at the college level when there are student government conferences that the college students go to. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Where there is a student council thing, but it's not the same. I don't and I think because K through twelve likes to shut themselves off, I love it how K through twelve shuts themselves off from what happens in the collegiate world. But you want students to be wanna, prepared for college. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, if you don't know how college runs, some of y'all ain't been in college in 20, 25 years. You need to have a connection and and structure yourselves the same way if you want to prepare them for that. Yeah, so. Small example. Stop saying we got guidance counselors. Because when they get over to college, they don't have a guidance counselor. They have an academic advisor. And that's really what this person is doing. They're academically advising them in the areas they need to be um, aware of or class structure or the credits they need to get in the same manner. But then you need somebody who's a counselor. Because at a college, it's a counselor you go to when you have mental health things that you need taken care of. But y'all want to just slap all the positions together and be like, oh, just, just do both of them. Right. That's not the most effective way. So going through the process, I think that was the first time that I was I took a step back and realized this is not sustainable. Like we're not functioning with us uh, uh, with the idea of we want to keep these programs thriving. It's more so if we got the funding this year and if we can push it, okay. But if it go away, oh well, we'll just we'll just figure something else out. And I think this goes in in line with what I I believe about being intentional with things. I, I said it before. Um, mm-hmm on another podcast but this really ties into what i feel and what i believe about doing things intentionally like you said about just some tablets ipads and and some uh, laptops and stuff like that just just buying the technology won't do anything Mm -mm. um but like you said about the manpower what if i get somebody in there that know about some different programs that can get kids excited about doing different things on the computer what about bringing uh, a maker space into a classroom what about bringing um a 3d printer and some software that goes along with what they're doing you know for their science class what about you know getting some kind of autocad uh, uh systems or, or programs on these laptops and computers and stuff like that but just saying okay i'm gonna put a laptop to every student or have this one-to-one technology thing it means absolutely nothing, nothing. if you're not being intentional with what the purpose is that's and, and, and that's and- my my problem just not being intentional don't don't just do it just to say we, <laughs> did, say it, we did and it, it looked good mm-hmm. um but be intentional about why you're doing it and what the purpose of it is and, and how it's going to go from here on out 
And then the what <clears> happens <throat> is the expectation once you get the soft once you get the, the laptop or the technology is the teacher is gonna figure out how to do it. I Craig, come on, come on, people, let's think about this. If I majored <laughs> in English, do not come to me wanting to know a diagnosis for your kidney. I didn't I didn't do pre-med. I'm not a med. I don't know. So like what you're saying is if think about if there was somebody in the building who's not and not the media specialist, because that's different from running the library than than a person being able to um run technology. Run technology. Right? Those two different things. And, and then we're not talking about the IT person that goes around and check for stuff. Yeah, fixed computers. Right. Let the media specialist do what they do best. Let the IT person do what they do best. But then having somebody that all I'm doing is looking through different technology things and seeing what can be brought into the school with the software we have or with the technology we have introduce it to the teacher teach it to the teacher or you be the one that brings the kids in and show it to them and do that but you got to have the manpower to do it right and that's where things gets really com- like blurry when every initiative that comes out of a district is the responsibility of the teacher and the principal to make sure that the teachers do it because you act like those are only two people in the building and that's right. smart right 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 Right, yes, I absolutely. said ain't. I did. Oh my goodness, I the did. doctor said ain't. Yeah, I, I, look, I had a whole discussion about that on Twitter the other day. Stop getting these degrees, and then you want to use big words just just so you can use big words. That's, no, that's not about. that's not productive to anyone. If you are not able to sim simply break down and say what you it is you're trying to say, then that degree is not worth it. It means nothing. Oh, um, so let's let's get back on track. Um, okay, so, okay, because I was about. To... Yep, I can feel it. I can feel it. So, um, the last thing we just talked about was what you did about it, um, and how you kind of implemented different things in in your school, the school that we was working in. So, like I said, I asked earlier about you know, did you ever want to spread this to other schools and stuff like that? So, I guess my question now is, did you ever present this information to anyone? Like, yeah, you was doing it in your school. Um, and yeah, people on the outside could actually kind of see some of the results um, or even just they, they could see a glimpse of what you was doing. Uh, but did you ever present this to anybody else to say, this is what I'm laying out for my school? This I want y'all to know exactly what it is that I'm doing. OK, two two things that um, I did. And I want to say the year before I did that, um, our school was on the front page of the newspaper because we had um, gains in the graduation test. Right. And so the principal was out of town and called and said, um, there's somebody coming to interview and I want you to speak to them. And I'm like, about what? Right. <laughs> and he said, about what you do. Like, tell them what we've been doing. Because he he was an excellent principal, Dr. Moore, at, 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 when he was at Cross Creek of... Um, I, Oh goodness! What's the word? Two things he's great at is consistency. It's the same. It's going to be a routine. It's it's consistent and fair. But also that he understood we got to do other stuff. Like it cannot be classroom twenty four seven. He believed in bell to bell instruction, but the fact that we were doing these other out of the box initiatives, um, we used to do things with Jostens with the commit to graduate. Um, just that the fact that the teachers were on board in their respective areas, whatever your um. Uh, your extracurricular was whether it was drill team or a sport or a sign language like we were on it right so when we met when I met with the newspaper and explained to them what we had going on it was important for us to explain student engagement that's that we were really pushing for students to be engaged but I think what happened was that some people took that as just classroom engagement right. not no, they're engaged with the school culture, right? There you go. Right. So I tried to set it up where um, I broke down and explained every step of what I was doing, how it related to the collegiate process of student affairs and what it would look like if you did that for the county. Because we already have this position. Because, see, at one point, the grant went away, and now we're not graduation coaches. Right. So then yeah. they go back, and they yeah, bring yeah. Title I money and bring us up as intervention specialists. There you go. Okay? Now we got another shift. Yes. That's when the shift happens. That's when the next shift happens. So we're intervention specialists. So when intervention specialists come, and we're bringing, and we pretty much at that point, it was one at every school. Hey, I just want to show y'all, I think if we had intervention specialists to do what it is that I, I'm presenting to you, if they working on freshman transition... They're working on academic motivation. They're working on creating a sense of belonging. And we do that through the extracurricular programs. We also knock out things that sometimes are troublesome, like proms and homecomings and ring ceremony and a commit to graduate. 
it's just all these other little things that it was like if we put all that under this this person and and use these as tools. Mm-hmm. See, that's the thing I think I think people got remember having a student stay on a Saturday to decorate for homecoming is a tool. That is a absolute way to connect them to the campus. They got their community of students that they belong to. They're being able to um, provide for their campus, do service. Yeah, all right. of that is wrapped into this one moment, right? So then they're looking at the next freshman and people behind them. Hey, y'all come on Saturdays to come do this. So what they're not doing is they're not in the street. They're not out using drugs. They're not out um, drinking. Whatever it is, we're, we are providing things for them to uh, combat being delinquent or participating in risky behavior. So, yes. Boom! Big idea. Big idea. That would sound like. I think this is a great opportunity. And, da, 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 da. and I know everybody trying to make you somebody's assistant principal or something by this point. No, no, that ain't no. Oh boy. No, and I wasn't looking to be anybody's. <laughs> but but at, at least the offer, because if I got somebody coming to me with these kind of ideas, I'm gonna be looking to either just push them in a in a higher position or a higher direction so that they could spread the information to the masses. Um. Cause clearly you got you had a good thing going on at one school, so right. my my thought would be why not use you as a tool <laughs> mm-hmm. to um to to kind of put that information out to other schools and other intervention specialists to make these changes happen at at all schools. Right, that's what I was thinking. That's what other people that I talked to thought. But what happened? So what had happened was, <laughs> so um I had the opportunity to meet with um uh the higher ups will say and mm-hmm. i i told somebody the other day i said this one day when i have my oprah moment i'm going to definitely talk about this person because they don't know how their um words advice their words but not in encouraged me to do something else but though though they really discouraged me in the moment oh, okay. she discouraged me in the moment mm-hmm. but it pushed me to do something else so yeah. when i was able to talk to somebody who can make the decision mm-hmm. you have the power as one of these people that sits in what we call in our county downtown mm-hmm. the people that sit downtown so when i'm talking and i say high up we going high not the superintendent high but we we high enough to where hey and i got my notebook i'm saying everything and one person is like i think this is a great idea that person brings in another person and the other person says to me, and I quote, um, one, she said, well, I think there are already schools that are doing what you're doing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah kind of. If you say so, but I, I, I know you're not because I, like I said, the intervention specialists are at every school and we've talked about like us trying to do a more unified approach to this right so in that, other words you, yeah there, there are people doing something it's like something. yeah yeah prom happens at every school right. but not necessarily right, right. with a prom committee right. is structured this way and we can use it as data right. to show that our students are doing leadership skills doing teamwork professional right. development all those kind of things i know you're not i right. know that's not happening there's football right? teams at every school everybody ain't winning right Ooh, so we gotta on. we gotta change something though right and now you looking like what we gonna change coach right so all i'm right, like yeah so i'm trying to tell you like yeah it, it does but let's think about making it more structured where right. like we said there are there are teachers out there who are doing excellent club and and organizations but let's use that as data let's put let's put this all under one umbrella right mm-hmm. and so the, what she said was she said i think because you're not certified no one will listen to you mm. and i said well, what do you mean she said well you um you should look into becoming a guidance counselor and i said but i don't want to be a guidance counselor she was like but it you know if you get your certification and more people you can they will listen to you who ma'am so then i said i said i've already taken the gates in counseling and i passed it I've taken the gates in education leadership and I passed it. And at that time, I thought I wanted to be a counselor. But in order for me to be a counselor, I would have to go back and get another master's. Yeah. I already have a master's. Right. And I and quite frankly, I don't want to do registration and academic advisement. That's what go. that is. Yeah. I want to do what I'm doing because I know what I'm doing makes a difference. And I want to help other people to do it because there are several people who they don't want to be a counselor. They don't want to be a teacher. They don't want to be a principal, assistant principal. This is what they want to do. And they, and they have the gift to do it. So let's get together and do that. And she said, well, um, after you get your certification or if you look into doing that, then, you know, maybe we could talk. Mm. Sonny came in your office, in your space with all these great ideas. And you won't listen that, to that my clearly idea. Worked, that clearly worked. I didn't ask you for no job. I didn't ask you for a I just want you to listen to the idea. And you saying we ain't going to move forward because I don't have the, the certification. certification that you want me to have. 
so you won't listen to my idea. Now, keep Ain't in mind, we pay right. people to come in as consultants for this county every year who are not certified teachers. We pay people to run programs for this county who are not certified anything. They will come drop some stuff off right. and leave. Right. But I have worked in it for three years, and I'm telling you an idea I have that could develop. And it's nothing but an idea. Like, all you had to do was say, all the intervention specialists come together, listen to it. Do you guys see how you could use this at your school? And let's use each other as resources. And we have our own little Go on and tell us who said it. Go on and tell us who said it. Go on and tell us who said it. Who said it? Put them on blast. At them right now. At them. Oh, Lord, I got some water. I got mad all over again. That lady told my girl she ain't going to, man, ooh, ooh, say it, say it. Just, and it was funny, too, because when I, her name to when me I right went, now. I'm not, when I went and had the conversation oh, with her, I came back to work, and um, my coworker who had saw me put this little notebook together, and I told her what I was going to go do, and my principal even thought it was a good idea, but I was like, yeah, you know, because now I'm at a new school, and at the new school, we're, we're doing these initiatives here, so we see, hey, and I'm and I keep in mind now my first. Oh, so but, you had these ideas at one school. Yeah. Made them all work. Yeah. Went to another school. We making it work at the next school. Making these things work at the next school. So there's proof that it it can it wasn't just the school. In other words, it right. wasn't just the school that you was at. Right. But it clearly works at other schools. Right. And this person, mm-hmm. person, we gonna leave it in person. The person. Um, right. didn't want to accept nothing that you were saying because you were not certified. Right. That is amazing. That is crazy and right. amazing at the same time. So when I got back to the office and I told it to my coworker, she just looked at me like, no, she didn't. I was like, yes, she did. That's what she said to me. And it, and it was just, what? I don't understand. Because the person is looking like it's, it's like we said, it was, I'm not saying, let me, can I work X, X Y, and Z job? I'm. That's I not, ain't asking for no extra money. No, it's literally no was, extra funds for mm-hmm. nobody. I'm just saying, hey, let's let's see if we can push this initiative across the board. Yeah, that's it. Mm-hmm. She didn't even look at the notebook. Mm-hmm. It wasn't mm-hmm. even. She didn't even look at that. So the other person that was sitting in the room said, he just shook his head and was like, okay. And um, he said, well, thank you for coming and speaking with us. Um, do you mind if I something uh? get back with you or that. I was like, that's fine. And then she got up to get up with me. He was like, ho, ho, you, can you sit back for a minute? And, and I left out and I was hoping like, I hope he just went off on her on my behalf, please. Cause I'm, I'm an energetic, exciting brand, you know, new person, mm-hmm. young person that has an idea and you crushed it. So when I got back and my coworker will vouch, cause when I graduated with my doctorate, she was, she sent me a text and said, I remember why you even went to get it and she went through that moment with me that's how i ended up going to exam and get my doctorate because i knew at that moment i'm not going to be a certified teacher i'm not going to be a counselor that's not what i'm going to do that. that's not, not where god has placed all. me to be at all mm-hmm. and i'm not going to do it just because somebody sits across me and won't even give me the chance to listen to my idea but i guarantee you when i come back you're gonna have to pay me for it oh don't do my comment whoa she ready for one now so you ready for one now? Ready oh, get this check? Now. Ready get this check? Oh, because I knew that. Hey, whoever you is later, you messed up now. Oh, you no. messed up. We oh, coming no. for you, and we coming for you the pockets. You had something that your county could have been the one to do it, but you didn't want to do that. So okay, why didn't want to do it? Because you ain't had a certification. certification. That means I literally did not go back and get another degree. Because like I told you before, I've already. And that's all I, I meant. I didn't want to. And, and and that's the that's the thing about when you find your passion and things you want to do. I've talked to several people who are not necessarily wanting to go into education in the traditional sense. And we got to stop looking at education as a principal teacher model. That's, that's not what it is. It's so much more than that. So a lot went into me getting to the point where I had developed this K through 12 student affairs philosophy, but I'm so glad that I was able to get my doctorate and really have it um, formalized into something that I can now take to other schools and show them that this is a model that you can use at your school and it will benefit not only you, your students, and your teachers. Because what we're doing is we're doing culture shifts. We are taking schools and saying, hey, sometimes we need to look at stuff outside of this classroom. Be a breath of fresh air. Think about other things your students can be doing. And sometimes you got schools that you're doing it and you're doing it in the best way possible. But let's translate into some actual data and numbers where you can show the world 
our students do this in math team. They do this in a STEM program. They do X, Y, and Z with the dance team, with the homecoming. All of those things can lead into actual data to show that your students are becoming proficient in other areas besides core subjects. And that's all I was just trying to say. That's mm-hmm. all I was just trying to present to the person. But like I said, sometimes things work in your favor and it pushes you to do um, beyond what, what, what you thought it was going to be. Because nine times out of ten... Had you taken the idea and ran with it, and then y'all do it, I, I'd have still been stuck being an intervention specialist. That's true. That's true. Well, I'm, I'm definitely glad that you got your thoughts together and your all of your ideas together to make other things happen um, during your time at Cross Creek. And I know the, the students appreciate it, <clears throat> um, as well as administration, and that you were able to take all this information to another school and, and still make things happen. Um, and now I just look forward to seeing everything that you do on the next level and whatever levels to come. Um, I know that you have aspirations to have your own, you know, organization yeah, and all that yeah, kind of stuff. Yeah, we're gonna talk stuff. about that next episode. We gotta hold that. I know, I know, I know. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, was just, I was just making sure because you was about to start preaching. No, we, I'm, 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 I'm giving you giving the wrap play. up. I just play. Um, <laughs> but like you just said, we will go. We will be talking about all of that in the next episode. Hence why I was I was saying it getting to the wrap-up point um but 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 yeah there's definitely a part two to this um where we're going to look at what what happened after i I decided to go back and get my degree there you go to get my last and final last and final you don't know that you might go back and get you another doctor oh no two time listen now doctor two time i love this person dearly with all my heart but i don't know if i got the strength to be donna adams pickett Pickett. dr pickett That's Dr. that Picky. black woman there. That's black girl magic. Dr. Picky. <laughs> and yes. You can do it. Oh, no. I just, look, I just pray that uh, she she laid her hands on Shaylin when she delivered her. And <laughs> that my baby will be the one to have the two doctors. But I don't know about that. Well, but, anyway. Yeah, um, so next time we talk, we'll go into what happens after I decide after to the get doctor. the, yeah. After I decided to even get a degree, yeah, and what did that look oh, yeah, yeah. like? Yeah, yeah, yeah that because that was a long process. So we, yeah, we definitely got to talk about everything that happened during that process. Right, it wasn't like an overnight thing. That's it was for not, show. And it was had- not an overnight thing. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, I said that's t- that was sacrifice on everybody's mm, part. Mm, if you want to, ooh, my lord, I don't know. And I've heard people y'all throw shade and talk about people who get these quick degrees and whatever. Okay, I don't. I'm not judging nobody. All I can tell you about is mine. And when the University of South Carolina was not playing with this degree. I can guarantee you that. But I know after we talk about that, too, we're going to get into you. You know me what? I ain't got no doctorate. I know you don't. And I, and I ain't going to get <laughs> now either. Forget that. It's going to forever be Dr. Deuce and Mr. Deuce. Hello and goodbye. Close it up. No. Wrap it up right, right there. I ain't doing it. No, we're going to get into you. you and you being in the classroom and then. Deciding to come Checking out. Checking deuces at them guys. Oh, he checked deuces the hard way. Yeah. And kids just confused. <laughs> Where are you well, going? Well, what do you mean you're not going to be my teacher? What is, I, I no. ain't doing it no more. You know what's the funny part? The ones who don't are not even in school no more. Why are you not going to teach? I'm yeah. not even your teacher anymore. Right. <laughs> you don't even take classes. You have graduated from college. But they was like, uh-uh, it ain't the same. I mean, right. You're right, right. So we're going to get into all of that in the next couple episodes. Uh, we hope you have um, enjoyed listening to us. We really, let me tell you, I, I've said it a thousand times, but I'm going to keep saying it. Um, we need you guys to subscribe, give it the stars. Um, we are almost at a thousand listens. I would have never guessed we would be at almost a thousand. I, I honestly couldn't stop. We to get like a hundred listens. Some of y'all podcast. might say that like, it's just a thousand. Please. Well, you start a podcast and you try to get some <laughs> likes then and some listens. <laughs> Doggone it. Trying like that. Dang, blam it. Dang, dang, blam it. Dang, blam it. Y'all know my, my family's from Kentucky, so that's my favorite word. <laughs> but it's, it is a surprise when people really, um, they really tune in and that we've had. And give your feedback. Give us feedback. And, like and yes. I'm, I mean, I like had, You don't have to give feedback, but when random people give us feedback, it. It brings a smile on my Right, face. and they will text us while they're listening to it. Like, oh, this is a good episode, and da-da-da-da-da. So, um, I'm going to try to do better with posting when people um, send us those little text messages. But please subscribe to After School Talk on either iTunes or Spotify or on Podbean or follow us. Um, follow The Right Effect on Instagram, R-I-T-E Effect. Um, uh, subscribe Twitter. to our webpage. Follow us on Twitter at 2, the number 2, Dukes Up. 
two dukes up. Like, put your dukes up. Two dukes up. Follow us on Twitter. Yeah. Follow, you can also follow me on um, Dr. Sharon Dukes um, on Twitter. Uh, yeah, all that good stuff. And I hope y'all um have enjoyed listening to the past episodes. If you haven't and it's your first episode, go back to the beginning. Just roll them through. Just, you know you at work let not doing nothing. Let them play in the background. Look, just let them you play. Let them play. It's a Saturday or Monday day. What, what Monday, Monday day? Monday day, okay. <laughs> all That's right, I'm talking one. too much. It's time to get off this. Yep. <laughs> Talk to y'all later. Adios.